Welcome to Behind the Warrior, a podcast presented by the EOD Warrior Foundation. This series will focus on resources, interviews, and topics impacting EOD warriors, their families, and the military community at large. Good afternoon, Mike. How's it going? Sherry, it's going really good. It's 2021. I can't believe it, and I'm looking forward to a great year. So, yeah, all good so far. We are, too. And for our listening audience out there, you are tuned in to Behind the Warrior podcast, hosted by the EOD Warrior Foundation, and we are delighted to be on episode number 24. Mike, take it away. I can't believe it's number 24, but uh, I am excited about today's podcast, as I am about all of them, because this is fantastic content, and we're so glad for the guests that come on the podcast and also talk about their programs. And today, we have Jamie Phillips. Jamie is the Operations Manager for the Folded Flag Foundation. Jamie, welcome to Behind the Warrior Podcast. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um on this podcast. I'm very excited to be a part of it. We are too. We're yeah. glad that you're here. And of course, uh, what we always like to do before we get into discussing the program and uh, learning more about it is we'd like to know a little bit about you. Could you please tell us, uh, the listening audience, a little bit about yourself? Um, of course. So first, let me say I am so honored to be a part of this podcast. Um, As you mentioned, I'm the operations manager for the Folded Flag Foundation. I've been a part of this team for about three years now, uh, ever since they moved their headquarters to Las Vegas, right as I was graduating. Uh, My summer internship turned into a full-time job that is more fulfilling and rewarding than I ever could have imagined. And that same summer, I met my husband, David, who happens to also be an EOD stationed at Nellis Air Force Base. So being a part of this podcast and knowing I can help his EOD family is just extremely special for me. Thank you, Jamie. And that is awesome. You're married to an EOD tech out there in beautiful Las Vegas. And so for our listening audience, we want to know what is the Folded Flag Foundation? What is the mission? When was Folded Flag Foundation founded? And uh, could you share a little bit more about your role within the organization? Yes, so the Folded Flag Foundation is a 501c3 organization. That really just means we're a nonprofit, and we provide educational scholarships and support grants to the spouses and children of the U.S. military and government personnel who died as a result of hostile action or in an accident related to U.S. combat operations. We were founded in 2014 and have steadily grown over the past six years, providing more than $6 million in scholarships to Gold Star families. Um, Our founder, Bill Foley, was actually a West Point graduate. He and his classmates lost over half of their graduating class during the Vietnam War. And back then, the families of the fallen were given very little in the way of help, unfortunately. And so Foley got together with some of his classmates and decided um, never again and founded the Folded Flag Foundation to fill the gaps left by um, government funding and embrace these families on their journey uh, as they struggle through navigating the loss of a loved one. Um, I am one of two staff members who intake and review scholarship applications before they go to the board. At Folded Flag, we really believe in a very hands-on approach, 
So we do everything in our power to help family gather the right documents, make sure we're filling the gaps in the place that it's most needed. Um, and we try to reach out to every applicant personally at least once during the application period. But typically it's about two or three times to just make sure we're really serving them in the way they need to be served. Thank you, Jamie, for, for sharing about what Folded Flag Foundation does. And uh, you're right, uh, there was not a lot of services for Vietnam veterans when they came back or their families. Uh, and I'm, I'm so happy that we're doing a much better job and, and continue hopefully to reach back out to our non-vets and serve our current veterans as well. Thank you, Jamie. And my question is, can you explain what services and programs Folded Flag Foundation actually provides in addition to the various demographics that you serve? Yes, so we serve um, K-12, through undergrad, graduate school, and trade schools. So I know that that's kind of unique to us. We are in support of trade schools and beauty schools and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, We also... Um, for K through 12, for example, we can support after school care, music lessons, tutoring. Um, I know that a lot of schools have sports that are very costly, whether you do it as a little league or even through a public school. Folded Flag will cover the fee for that because um, we firmly, firmly believe that in order to really make a well-rounded individual, it can't just be about giving money for tuition. We want to see them excel in all aspects of life. Um, And for our undergraduate, graduate, and trade school students, we offer um, on-campus and off-campus living um, if they need support with child care, because we do support spouses, even if they've been remarried. um, We can help offer a a couple hours of child care so that they're able to either attend classes in person or even just study for those classes without the distraction. Um, so we pretty much support any level of schooling that you can imagine, um, in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And then we support, uh, gold star, white star. Um, we pretty much cover five main causes of death. So killed in action, illness received in combat. Um, for example, we have some people who were exposed in the burn pits Mm -hmm. and they're, soldier ended up passing away due to lung cancer and things like that. So we go ahead and consider that illness received in combat. Uh, Similarly, we do wounds received in combat. So if a soldier was grievously injured, came home, maybe lived a couple years, um, disabled, and then passed, we consider that uh, wounds received in combat. We also do PTSD-related suicide. Um, So that's active duty and if they've left the service. Um, so we support both of those and then we do training or combat related accidents. So this is where it gets a little unique for EODs. I know that there's a lot of dangerous things EODs do stateside, like going out on range where accidents can occur, even though it's not a traditional combat zone, it is considered a combat related accident to us because they wouldn't be out there, um, on the range you know, diffusing those bombs or in uh, the side-by-sides that they are in when they're out there if they weren't preparing for actual combat. Um, And then finally, we are a cost-based scholarship. 
So that means that applicants do have to apply for funds every year um, because one year you might take dance classes and the next year you're really into Taekwondo. So we do ask that applicants apply every year. However, their applicant profiles are saved. So after the first year, they just need to update their cost documents instead of completely starting from scratch. We do have some caps for what we can do. So for our fall spring, we do $5,000 for kindergarten through fifth grade, $7,500 for sixth grade to 12th grade, and then $5,000 for college and grad school. Our summer applications are just $2,500 across the board for K through 12, all the way to grad school. Mm-hmm. We've had families that have absolutely benefited from some of the services that you've provided, you know, the foundation has provided. And um, what a what a fantastic organization, Jamie. And um, I, I really love the fact that you really, you, you know, take into consideration various circumstances that maybe has um, left um, a family without their their mom or their dad. And um, I just think it's wonderful and appreciate all that you do. Um, If I can just back up just a tad, um, the term White Star, can you explain to our listening audience what White Star means? So I actually just learned about White Stars from the EOD Warrior Foundation because we tend tend to consider all of our families gold stars regardless of the Mm -hmm. circumstances related to the death. We kind of cover them all under that umbrella. Um, But I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, a White Star is someone who has left the service. and then lost their life. Right. Yes. Is that correct? That is yes. correct. So, yeah. Um, so we cover them as well. So they, mm-hmm. you don't have to be active duty in order to qualify for our scholarship. Or right. they didn't have to be active duty. And and you also have a consideration in regards to the visible wounds of war versus the invisible wounds of war as well as the cause of death. So um, I appreciate that clarification and um, you know, the suicide rate, unfortunately, in our in in the EOD career field in particular, is pretty pretty um, high. And uh, it's it's nice to have services out there for the families that are are left behind. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Jamie, leading into the next question. Um, you mentioned to us on your pre-call that you come from um, a, a military family, and of course you're married to an EOD technician. Um, how important is that connection to the military service now that you work for Folded Flag Foundation, and, and what does it mean to you? Yes, so my family has always been very patriotic, whether it was serving in the military or um, we have a cop uh EMT and a 911 dispatcher just amongst my siblings. Um, So we've always really felt the call to serve others, but being married into the world added an entire another level of understanding and importance. Um, My husband's first deployment came just two months after we got married, and it was smack dab in the middle of our scholarship season. 
And I remember really struggling to not imagine every situation applied to him. Mm. And as hard as that deployment was, and as hard as it was to make it through that scholarship season, I really believe that it molded me into the perfect person for the job. We are asking these families to look through and provide us very difficult documents. And sometimes that takes time and patience. They might not be ready to look at those. So for us, that looks like spending a couple hours on the phone as they tell us about their soldier and who he was before he um, lost his life, uh, especially as we navigate this new world of PTSD-related suicides. Um, it can be very sensitive topics, so sometimes you just have to be ready to sit there and listen to them before they're really ready to share those documents with you. And other times that looks like they sent me every single document that the VA ever sent them because they've never opened it and looked at it. And we comb through all of that for them. And I, I do believe that being a spouse and understanding, you know, kind of the overwhelming emotions that sometimes come with uh, your husband deploying and um, the scenarios that could happen to him and then for them living through the worst one, uh, it allows me to better understand what they're going through and to really have that patience to sit with them and kind of move through how to apply for this uh, scholarship, but to also provide them with kind of a handheld touch so that they feel that this isn't just a very clinical, um, stereo, uh, sterile environment. Um, and I'm truly blessed to work for an organization that understands how important these personal connections are in serving our families. Absolutely. I, I think any time that you can offer a personal connection, it, it's a win for both sides. So thank you for that. Uh, Jamie, Talking about the organization of Folded Flag, how big is your staff? Like, where are you guys located? Are you spread out across uh, the U.S.? Are you located in one location? And uh, how have you grown over the years? And what does the future hold for Folded Flag? Yes, so um, the organization consists of just five staff members and our board. Um, four of us currently live in Las Vegas, but we do have someone living out on the East Coast. Um, we have Kim Frank, who is our president, Rob Clapper, our chief development officer, Jennifer Ramey, our chief administrative officer, and Tom Rankin, the program manager. Uh, Tom and I mainly focus on Gold Star Outreach and scholarships. Our first year, we provided just 11 scholarships for over $100,000. And this past year, we were very excited to do 356 scholarships for over $1.6 million. Um, our hope is that we continue to grow and support every Gold Star family with a need. So we're very proud of the fact that um, to date, if a Gold Star family came to us with a need, a cost-based um, need for us, we have been able to fulfill it. 100% of our qualified applicants did receive scholarships um, since our inception. And so we're hoping to continue with that and um, continue to serve all of these families in the best way that we can. Well, you guys are certainly small, but very mighty, I can tell, and that's uh, that's really great, the impact that you're making. So as far as, uh, you know, your donation structure that supports Folded Flag Foundation, 
how does that work for you guys? Like, do you have uh, uh, do you have outreach and you know, do you, you know like who supports Folded Flag and how does that help you meet your mission goals? So we are really blessed to have a unique donation structure. We are one hundred percent underwritten. Um, what that means is we have four corporate underwriters: uh, FIS. Black Knight Financial, Fidelity National, and ServiceLink. They underwrite our administrative costs. So 100% of every dollar donated is awarded to a scholarship recipient. Folded Flag doesn't keep any of it for itself or its overhead. So then we're really able to target um, big donor groups. Last year was obviously um, very unique, but typically we have a gala in New York right around September 11th um, where a lot of our big donors come out. And so all of the money raised there really gets dumped right back into the pot for our Gold Star students, um, as well as any other events that we might host. We really transitioned to a lot of virtual fundraising this year. Um, but again, all of the funds raised are taken and given directly to the Gold Stars. And that's something we've been able to do really uniquely because of our corporate underwriters. Oh, that's fantastic. It's uh, really, really good to know that there's organizations out there that are fully committed to supporting your mission and uh, helping the Gold Star, the White Star family. So that is, that's really good to know. Thanks. Jamie, Folded Flag also works with other organizations, nonprofit organizations, um, such as Tragedy Assistant Program for Survivors, TAPS, and others. Can you talk about these relationships and how they help to get services um, of, the, of the Folded Flag out to those in need? Yes, so Folded Flag values collaboration with other nonprofits because we know the need is too great to do it alone. So um, we participate in a variety of Gold Star outreach events through the year, um, a major one being the Snowball Express put on by the Gary Sinise Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, we've attended resource fairs that uh, Survivor Outreach Services puts on. And then we've worked with TAPS, Children of Fallen Patriots, and even the DOD to make sure that we are a part of their um, resources that they turn out to families. So they help spread our message by not just sharing our flyer and listing us as a resource, but a lot of time there's a lot of back and forth between our organizations. So if a scholarship applicant comes to me and says, hey, I'm, you know, in the OD, uh, a or my fallen was NEOD and my school cost $10,000 and we're only able to cover five, we won't just say, oh, we'll just go apply to all these other organizations. We'll actually call our contacts and say, hey, here's who I'm sending your way. Here's their situation. Um, and TAPS and Children of Fallen Patriots, as well as many other organizations, do the same with us. They find an applicant who they can't cover the entire cost of, and they reach out to us to really fill that gap and to make sure that even if it took six of our organizations to do, we've really fully embraced this family and eliminated um, as many cost-based needs that we can. That's fantastic. And I, I love the point that you make is, you know, of not being able to do it alone. Sometimes it's it really takes a lot of assistance from other organizations and just valuable resources that you can have um, and reach out to that are reliable and as as giving and as committed to their mission as as folded flag is. So that's that's fantastic and a very unique situation as well. Um, so what is 
going back to the scholarships and grants, um, what is your open enrollment season for scholarships and how does one apply and what proof documents do you actually need? So we open March 1st to May 15th for fall and spring. Summer applications are March 1st to April 15th, and that just gives us extra time to make sure those checks go out before summer classes start. Um, It is an online application, so we post it on our website, foldedflagfoundation.org. And as far as the qualifications, so there's really five... I'm so sorry. There's four main points of requirements that we ask for. So the first one is going to be proof of relationship. So for children or stepchildren, this can be a birth certificate, an adoption certificate. Um, Sometimes they're listed on the DD-1300 in that bottom chunk as a dependent. So those are all acceptable. And typically for a spouse, it's just a marriage certificate. Um, Again, We do spouses, and we do not care if they've been remarried. As long as they have a copy of their original marriage certificate, they are qualified. Um, The second requirement is the proof of eligibility. So for our KIAs and our combat or um, training accidents, this is typically just a DD-1300. However, for our illness, our wounds received in combat, and our PTSD-related suicide, um, it usually has just a couple extra steps, and we work with these families to help gather these documents. So they typically have a DD-214 or a DD-1300, and then we just need a VA document stating service-related or service-connected. Typically, this is in the benefits that they get right after the fallen's death. However, we can navigate with them to have the VA send them a new copy, and then a proof of their tour overseas. So we just need proof of foreign combat. In a DD-214, it's listed in the corner, um, but we also take a copy of old orders. We've had uh, superiors at the base send us an official letter saying that the soldier served overseas for X amount of time. So again, These are documents we do need, but there are lots of avenues to achieve them. And so if you don't have them on hand, don't panic. You can reach out to us and we can kind of show you all the different paths in order to gain this information. Um, And then we are a cost-based scholarship, so we do require proof of cost. So, um, for example, for our K-12 through schools and colleges, this is usually just something, an official letterhead from the school or even just a screenshot of the school's website that says tuition for 2021-2022 is $5,700. If it's something like dance classes, typically we ask that the dance instructor create a note on official letterhead that says dance classes for Sherry for 2021-2022 are going to be $4,300, and it can be paid to the dance studio. Okay. Um, We do assume that our college students are using their FRI or their Chapter 35. If they are not using it or they don't know how to apply, we do ask that they contact us. Um, That's money that if they're qualified for us, they're almost always qualified through the VA. And so we just want to make sure they're using every resource available to them. 
Um, and then finally, your proof of enrollment. So this just means that after we said, okay, we're going to give you a scholarship, we reach out and we say, hey, you need to send us your class schedule or something from your school saying that you are, in fact, enrolled. So um, education, although we believe you do need to be well-rounded with all these other activities, is the core of what we support. So we do need to make sure that you are actually a student, um, who's attending class before we can support all the extracurriculars. Gotcha. Well, I I think the individualized attention that you give every applicant is just amazing. It, it's, it's really spectacular. And I hope that our listening audience out there will actually make contact with, with you at Folded Flag and really get some things going for them as far as either the spouse's scholarship and interest in, in additional education or for their children. It's, it's amazing. And Jamie, can you just briefly tell me, do you ha- what's your average number of, of applications a- per year? And then in addition to that, I just want to make sure that we explain that you take care of all, all services. It's, it's not just service-centric. So um, can you just explain a little bit about that as well? Yes. So we support all of the branches as well as um, government contractors, and um, we kind of call them any of the three-letter abbreviations. So we do um, CIA, FBI, Homeland, any branch where you serve or any point that you're serving in the government, we consider you eligible for our application. Um, so we, and regardless of what your specialty was as well. So we do um, EOD, obviously, but we also do spec ops and all of the other mm-hmm. groups. So we are kind of all encompassing in that way. Um, and I forgot the other part of the question. I'm so oh, sorry. That's okay. I just asked, um, well, just to backtrack a little bit. So the MOS does not matter. Whatever your occupation is in the military m- makes no difference in reference to applying for your services as long as you're a Gold Star family and, and have the documents to prove that you've lost your spouse due to combat operations or, you know, um, injuries suffered during combat. Um, that's fantastic. And the second part of that question was, can you give me just an approximate number of how many applications you actually um, have per year and, and what's your what's your fill rate? Yes, yeah, so I believe we had about um, 500 applications this last year, roughly. Um, we have really grown exponentially year to year, so it's a little bit difficult because we've been very aggressive with our outreach. Um, to we don't have a, an average really you know we went from 11 mm-hmm. to over 100 our first year so it, it just varies um, as we get more aggressive with our outreach and as our fundraising endeavors have grown um, but we are really excited to say that if you are qualified then and you had a need whether that was dance classes or a parking pass on your 
university campus, you were awarded some sum of money. So anyone who did apply to us who wasn't awarded either, um, unfortunately, didn't complete the application, Mm -hmm. which happens, or uh, wasn't qualified, perhaps the fallen was disabled, I mean, um, they didn't have a fallen, their soldier was disabled, or something that doesn't quite fall into our guidelines where we are right now. So if you are a qualified Gold Star, you will receive some sort of funding from us. Jamie, I want to uh, thank you for your service as a military spouse. And I can tell just from listening to you the heart that you have in serving military families and veterans and uh, also our first responders and those who who support the country. So thank you so much for being on this podcast today and talking to us. And uh, one of the things that we talked about in our pre-call, which I thought was kind of interesting, is that you said that you would want or Folded Flag would like uh, prospective enrollees and those who are interested uh, to apply to Folded Flag Foundation that you wanted them to go on your social media platforms Could you talk about what those are and uh, why is that important to use social media? Well, thank you so much for saying that. Um, I'm really glad that how much I care about this cause shines through. And then, (laughs) yes, please follow our social media because I am a part of the younger generation, so there is no judgment. But typically, (laughs) we do not check our emails, um, especially our personal emails, daily. So what we've really seen, especially with our college age students, is they might go a couple weeks or especially during the summer, a couple months without checking their email to see that we opened our scholarship. But rarely do they go more than a day without some form of social media. So it's Folded Flag org We have an Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter. We even have a LinkedIn um, we post when we're close to opening, we pl- post when we're open, and we post reminders throughout the application period just saying, hey, that deadline's coming up. Um, we just, we realize that it's a great way to remind a lot of our students that we are open, um, although we will also send various emails. We have just really realized that Social media is the wave of the future, and this is the best way to get in contact with a lot of our um, students and spouses. Uh, They'll see our social media post and say, oh my gosh, yes, I need to get that filled out. So we encourage you to follow Folded Flag Foundation at Folded Flag Org. Um, We're on every social media platform we could have signed up for. So (laughs) follow us on at least one, and we'll remind you we're open. I'm so glad you said no judgment because I'm a dinosaur. I can't live without my emails. I can't even spell Twitter. So thank you for that. (laughs) That Makes total sense. (laughs) So Jamie, um, the last question that I actually have for you in this particular segment is just if, if there was one takeaway that you could share with our listening audience or a final thought, what, what would you like to leave with them today? I would like to say, if you think you might be qualified, you're not sure, send us an email, scholarships at foldedflagfoundation.org, or give us a call, and we will walk through 
pre-qualifying you. And if we can't, then I guarantee we will at least provide you with some other resources. So if you think that you might be, but you're not sure, it's always better to reach out to us because at the very least, we will make sure we point you in the right direction. Great advice. And mm-hmm. for for the folks that are applying for the scholarships, make sure you hit the submit button. And don't forget <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. Yes, very true. <laughs> All right. So, Jamie, we um, some of the topics that we discuss on our podcast can be particularly heavy, and we always like to talk about something fun at the end and have have some laughs. So this is the way we traditionally end our podcast by a segment called What is Your Favorite? So with that, um, I'd love to ask you just a couple of the lists that I provided um, to you. But first, what's your favorite coffee? Um, Surprisingly, although I worked my entire undergrad at Starbucks and met my husband there, I do not enjoy coffee. You don't? Okay. Um, All right. I'm all for a chai tea latte. Love tea, mm-hmm. but I've never been able to really get into coffee. Understand? I, I, my, my son isn't either. You know, I mean, some people either like it or they don't. But chai tea latte sounds delicious too. I like that cafe mocha. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's and my I, favorite. And I love, um, I love that you met your husband at, at Starbucks, yeah, which was awesome. That's a good story. Very good story. Okay, um, so living in Las Vegas. Uh, do you have a casino that's your favorite? Are you a gambling girl? I am not. So part of growing up in Las Vegas, you're you're always told the house always wins, and we're the house, right? Right. So I um, rarely ever go down to the casinos. However, we have a hockey team here, and my grandparents are from Detroit, Michigan, so I have been a big hockey fan my whole life. So if you catch me on the strip, it's definitely at a Vegas Golden Knights game. And I am cheering my head off for us to beat all the other teams. Awesome. Do you have a favorite player on the team? Uh, Mark andre Fleury is our goalie. Uh-huh. He is just such a nice person. Um, and I think he's a great goalie. So I've been in love with him since he was actually with the um, Pittsburgh Penguins, and I was very excited when he became our goalie. Oh, that's fantastic. We're My husband and I are big hockey fans, too. I'm a, I'm a Capitals fan. Um, that's my area. Oh, that's, no. my, that's my neck of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that so, first year. Yeah. He went yeah. to, yes. Yes, but it's all right. It is. It is. It's all about. Yep. It's it's not always about the win. It's about watching and having fun sometimes too. So it's cool. Um, Well, what is your favorite relaxation method? Um, my husband and I really enjoy going out in the wilderness. So we love like Duck Creek, Utah, which is only a few hours away. But we have side-by-sides and four-wheelers, and we're able to kind of get away from the crazy city life. So every, I would say, couple of months, we try to make a trip out to where it's just a little bit quieter. Um, There aren't any neon lights, and that's really what resets the two of us. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Getting out in nature is always a positive thing. Um, How about a favorite book? Do you have one? Uh, My favorite book would probably be Harry Potter, hands down. Uh, I tried to convince my husband to name our daughter Minerva, like Minerva McGonagall. (laughs) We could call her Minnie, 
luckily he uh did not let me do that so <laughs> but i i just think that harry potter is definitely my favorite book right uh well you know um you've got to be close to the age of, of my son, because he was a huge Harry Potter fan. Like we would buy him the book and, you know, initially the hardback would come out. So of course that was about 20 to $25 and we would buy him the book as a special treat. And by the evening he had already finished it. So <laughs> fortunately, oh, yes. um, you know, he has quite a nice collection of Harry Potter books, but they are, they are fantastic books. They really are. So that's cool. And one more for, um, just to close it out. Do you have a favorite place that you've visited? A favorite place that I've visited. It's actually probably going to be my younger sister's fiance has a cabin out in Utah in Strawberry Valley. It's this beautiful little meadow with a creek that the dogs can just run free and they love to swim. It's very peaceful. Um, all the neighbors know each other because they've all had cabins out there for ever and ever and ever. And it's just, growing up in Vegas, it's just a completely different way of life. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely adore going out there because it's just one of the most serene places I've ever been, but also one of just the friendliest. Every person you run into is just so kind and wants to know all about you. And mm -hmm. do you need any help with anything? It's truly my favorite place. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Mike just wrote it down as a place to visit, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, I did, and uh, they're probably going to get sick of all the new people you're going to send their way. <laughs> I, I tell everyone in Vegas, I'm like, it's only three and a half hours. Go out there, rent a cabin. And they're like, stop telling people that. Yeah. yeah we, we we have some friends, uh, they live in Mississippi, and he's an engineer, and him and his family, they travel quite a bit, and they go to Utah all the time. So mm -hmm. I think they really like it. There seems to be just a lot of different uh, geographical things to see out there and things to do. So I've heard really good stuff about Utah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Well, Jamie, thank you again for sharing this time with us. Um, I believe that what you have to share about Folded Flag Foundation is, is so valuable. And I hope our listening audience will reach out to you if, if there's a need or they have a curiosity, you know, they just have a question and are curious if they even qualify for, for any of the services that you provide. But, um, as Mike sp said earlier, um, we can, we can definitely feel your, your passion for what you do and, the caring and kindness that you put forward in helping each individual family. And I know that you guys have a very small staff as we do here at the EOD Warrior Foundation, but the one thing that we never forget is that, you know, this providing excellent customer service is, is key. And um, so glad to see other organizations like yours out there that are doing the same. So thank you so much for your time, Jamie. Well, thank you guys. I've really enjoyed being on here. And like I said, this is a cause extremely close to my heart. So it's so enjoyable to see how you guys have really taken and, you know, run with the podcast this year, even in the face of COVID and, and changing things up. And um, just so, so grateful and just so blessed to, to have been a part of this and 
I can't wait till it comes out. I've told all my husband's friends. I'm like, I'm going to be on a podcast. <laughs> That's You're right. Famous. You You're have famous. to listen to it. That's right. Well, I'll definitely, you know, send you the link and everything when it's in, when it's ready to go. So you'll be able to share. And I would just encourage our listeners out there to please subscribe to the podcast and continue to listen. And we will keep putting out great content and information to share. And, um, So thank you, Jamie. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And have a great year, Jamie. Thanks so much. You as well. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our Behind the Warrior podcast. This series is provided to you by the EOD Warrior Foundation. To learn more, please visit us on Facebook or at eodwarriorfoundation.org. And don't forget to tell a friend.